When Natasha and Daniel meet, they are both at a crossroads in life. With just 24 hours before her family is deported from the U.S., Natasha wrestles between love and logic while the two spend the day together discovering a magnetic chemistry. Fall in love with this modern love story starring Yara Shahidi and Charles Melton. The Sun is also a star. Only in theaters May 17th. So you took a chance <laughs> and made other plans. But I bet you didn't think your thing would come crashing down. No, you don't have to say what you did. I already know. I found out from him. Now it's just no chance for you and me. They'll never be. And don't it make you sad about it. Crimea River. Mm, a jam. However we feel crimey, about that young pink crimey. boy. Cry me, cry me. Cry me, cry me. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise him. Welcome back to Getting Grown. We're Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. I'm Jade. And we are back to talk about the scam that is adulting. Ooh, what the good, is. the bad, the ugly. <laughs> The test the trials, the twists, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real live adult in the year of our Lord, 2019. Mm. Mm-hmm. What a time to be alive. What's going on, sis? You know, nothing. Uh, Mother's Day just passed. Indeed. Indeedly, deed. Did you have a good day? I did have a good day. I got a pedicure. You know, I'm, right. always, I'm always down for a small, a small teeny pampering. You know what I'm saying? I don't need nothing I much. I love it. A little pampering is just all I need. And these feet needed to be done. So did that and, uh, you know, got some dinner and and got some flowers. And it was a nice day. It was just a nice, had my mother-in-law and um, Tristan's aunt. And he took the three of us out, got us manicures and pedicures and took us to dinner. Beautiful, beautiful speech. Beautiful. You know, you know, you know, you know. Shout out to all the moms Uh. and the mom figures and the village people. You know what I'm saying? YMCA, Kia, Fran, Crystal, you know what I'm saying? My sister-in-law, like everybody who's a part of my village, they're all like little secondary mothers to Noah. So I'm grateful. I just love Noah. She's a a gift. ASAP Noah is going to be a gift to the world. She is going to be something. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But I love her. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um... You know, taking care of the taking care and um, trying to keep up with all the things that are going on in life. life Amen. Is good. Amen. Amen. Um, so, yeah, you want to go ahead and get on into this to this show? Let's do it. Let's get into this trash. Come on, clean up woman. Get your thing, sis. Cue she. Okay, so, you know, I know Kia did a a fancy schmancy poll on the Instagram. I did. You know what I'm saying? Toya FaceTiming me, so. 
Everybody say, hey, Toya. Hey, Toya. Toya, you know what time it is and you know what we do. So, I'm getting ready to text her right now. Like, ma'am, are you alive? But go ahead. You know what day and time it is. <laughs> um, but, so, you know, we, we talked about, you know, because, and there's some conversations we probably can have in the future, but we just got to figure out a proper and responsible way and how to frame them. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, did you just watch The Throne, sis? I did watch the cookout that was the Game of Thrones this weekend. So for all the niggas who are interested, go take your bathroom breaks, make a cup of That's tea, right. go get That's yourself right. some pasta. Woo! Do whatever you need to do because we about to talk about the Thrones for a couple minutes. Six. Just a few minutes. I mean, di- I mean, welcome to. I think Danny just, Danny just set it off. She let everybody know that it was cookout season. Time for barbecue, honey, because what she did. Burning up. I was like, burning up. I just, I mean, was it bad that while while she was flying through King's Landing, all I heard was Alicia Keys hollering, this girl is on fire. This girl is on fire. Let me stop before I wake Noah up because that's her jam. Right. I feel like, I feel like, so there have been lots of mixed emotions about um, this this episode of Game of Thrones. It seems that we're all um, upset and bothered by um, how things are just playing out as the season draws to a close, as, as the series draws to a close. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just so much. I mean, I, I think that there are so many of us were underwhelmed. Many of us were overwhelmed. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Many of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like a range of emotion. Um, the and, you know, I'm on, you know, yeah. the underwhelm. Okay. So here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. The nerds, right? The self-proclaimed nerds, should I say? Mm-hmm. The ones who mm-hmm. like, you know, the ones who sit at their computer with the bottle of lotion, like daily. They. <laughs> oh my God. It is. It's factual. They, okay. I'm tired of them. I'm sick of them, you know, coming through and they're like, I miss the old days of Thrones <laughs> when we can have, you know, constructive conversation. I'm tired of all these new age people coming in and cheapening the... Shut the fuck up and sit there with your bottle of Jergens. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up with your Jergens. Nigga, let's get into it. Okay. Yes. Have the writers gotten a little sloppy? They have. We can get into how. Let me just say rest in peace to the Starbucks cup because they are digitally removing removing it from all further <laughs> showings of that particular episode. Rest in peace. So rest in peace to the Starbucks cup. But um, so were you underwhelmed or overwhelmed? I feel like based feel off like of our portions. Yeah. Right. There were portions that um, I, I don't think that I was overwhelmed by any of it. Mm. I think um, there were things there were things that um, took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. But um, I think by and large, I was I was underwhelmed. Like, you know, I mean, I was underwhelmed by how they closed out certain things so like um i was underwhelmed by the way by cersei oh the fact that she died by scaffolding by construction <laughs> site as you so eloquently stated in the text message i was like this um, bitch fell into a manhole that's it <laughs> i was talking to my friend today and he said cersei died the same way oldest son died in the <laughs> temptations movie 
on the construction at the house. He said, "Are you telling me, Blue? Blue, you trying to tell me that my son is, <laughs> is, is dead? dead? Is that what you're saying?" Um, so that blessed me and tickled Ooh, me real good. Everybody um, hates Otis. <laughs> <laughs> Blue was like, "Have a drink with me, yo." No, I'm Blue. I mean, give it to me straight. He's like, he's like "Have a drink with your friend." <laughs> Don't give me yo. You know how I am with that movie. Don't give me yo. Listen, because we got time. I could go. We can go scene for scene with that one because I just can't. I just can't get enough. I, okay, but um. So yeah, I mean, she died by construction site. Um, I feel like. You know, I wanted her to go the way Varys went, if not worse. I, I wanted mean. the I wanted the dragon to eat her, <laughs> like literally, like get to, like fly, Jurassic Park in your up, face, like, fly directly into like 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 Danny saw her in the window, just fly him right into the <laughs> and munch her, just eat her up like a sunflower seed and spit out the shells. DMX, just. Arr, arr. just <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's what I wanted. I wanted her to see the dragon like <laughs> I did. I did. That's what I wanted. Some, but it's okay. <laughs> I needed some good Jurassic Park close-ups. I wanted her whole muffin cap peel back. <laughs> Jonah style. Eat her like the big fish. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, um, so um <laughs> okay. Um what else underwhelmed me? Um I was underwhelmed by the fact that Jamie didn't die like two episodes ago um, <gasps> because Jamie should have been dead. <gasps> and I was also underwhelmed by Arya. Mm, I felt really? like, well, I was, so what annoyed me was this stare down between her and the horse. <laughs> I, I was like, what are we doing? Bag. What are we doing here? She was, um, trying, was, she was trying to make sure he didn't go wild. You know what I'm saying? He just experienced a lot. And you know horses. Fair. When they're traumatized. But I was just like, okay. I mean, I guess. But I, um, That was a foreshadowing to me. See, see, I feel like she was establishing a relationship with this horse because she was like, listen, we got, one I got. we got work to do. I have to <laughs> kill this bitch. Did you see what she just did? <laughs> so I personally think that Arya is getting ready to go handle business. So I, I'm not into... I, the prophecy, I mean, the prophecy, the green, the gray, and the I mean the green, the brown, and the blue, and she's got to get the green. And see, I knew. See, niggas thought that Arya was getting ready to kill Cersei, and I was like, they're not gonna let Arya kill the Night King and then turn around and kill Cersei. Like it's just not gonna go down like that. I just can just tell you that off of writing, they're not gonna do that. But I do think that Arya, if she's not going to, she's going to attempt to kill Daenerys. Okay. I do. Well, that should make for an interesting episode next week, hopefully. Because, I mean, it, it did start to get a little old. I'm just like, okay, we get it. You're frying up everybody, girl. The battle of the baby daddies. You know what I'm saying? You're Ron and it Jamie. It was just like, I, I thought, thought that I was just like, meh. Like, I was just like, I was not, I was, I, I was trying to figure that out. I thought Jamie was going to kill Cersei, and that would have been great. That would have been great like, writing. Snapped her neck like right before the rocks fell on them both. But they went to go have one last moment of flower in the attic. Love. I'm just like gross, city gross, <laughs> gross, gross. <laughs> so that was Jesus. underwhelming for me. Um, but the battle in the, and then and then, like you said, Jamie is a starfish. That nigga is a mutant. I'm calling Professor X. 
Um, he, like you said, he's an X-Men. He's Mike, an X-Men. Legit. Because he's, he got stabbed right through the middle. Right through the middle. I mean, he got gutted. <laughs> I mean, we saw we saw the sword through his back. Dead. We saw it. Dead. Dead. So I'm just trying to figure out how that nigga got up and walked off. And traveled and still managed to make his way through and find his sister lover. As the, as the city was literally falling around him. I was like, too easy. Too easy. But the but memes win again. The memes will always win <laughs> because um, um, did you see the one with the cat? Like there was the one was like a cat like tipping the cat is like walking yes. on tiptoes. Yes, 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 yes. Because yes. listen, because when um, I always forget the big, the big scary mm-hmm, nigga. Mm-hmm. After he busts your boy's head like a watermelon. Him and his brother were having the ultimate sibling rivalry. Listen, like as she first she tried to stop him. Like, I command you not to leave my side. And he looked at her like, bitch. I got business to handle. This is this don't even got nothing to do with This is a long time coming. Business. You need to step back. And what did she do? She tipped right on by. <laughs> she said, Oh, she said, Oh, excuse me. She put her right finger, she put her Baptist church finger up she and did. was like, it Excuse up. me. Excuse me. She said, well, let, this one got, well, let me go mind my business, child. And Find did immediately. I got some rocks to go die under. Um, <laughs> but that was a useless battle. I mean, I get it. You know but what you I'm know saying? The people were saying that uh, Cersei not dead. You think she did? I think she's dead. But I could be. I mean, they could. I think she's dead because F, now I feel like they're focusing on this Daenerys Mad Queen storyline. So for the finale, I don't think they're going to do so much where they're like bringing back Cersei. And on top of that. Oh, yeah, that would be a lot. Because then they'd have I to do, bring back Jamie. I'm look. Oh, God. I just want him to. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. This nigga don't have nine lives. <laughs> um, I, I am interested to see John and Daenerys face off again. Because I like watching him really process what the hell was going on around him was actually entertainment to me. Like I was like <laughs> seeing him go through all of these emotions yes. in like 18 seconds. Your boy was like, oh hell. Now like, I have to kill this bitch. He was like, he was, you know what? And you know I really did not want to be king, but she has left me no goddamn choice. <laughs> Yo, John, first of all, can I just say all of the Game of Thrones cast mimicking him is the funniest thing in the world? <laughs> I'm Jon Snow. But John, so I feel like either Arya or John are have are gonna have to be one of the ones to kill Daenerys. And I would be a little <sighs> bit more entertained to see John do it. Especially since this is all his fault. Not that she went wild, but like, first of all, he served her island dick. Cause that's why. So she's like, she's already, she's already this like, she's already like the epitome of like everything that a white woman is, right? She just already mm-hmm. is that. She's been displaying that more and more. We know that she's got ego and power issues. You could see a foreshadowing of that before. It really started coming into play in the last couple of episodes. So you could really see it like, and she's been rejected. And and now second point, she was rejected. She is a woman scorned after she was served island dick. Right. And and to make matters worse, when she was talking about, you know, there's nothing in the world worse than like a, a Targaryen who's alone, mm. all that. Mm. And I said, so so mm. what makes matters worse is, like you said, she had Island Dick. She's a she's a woman scorn. And mm-hmm. now she don't have nothing to lose. Nothing. 
She's like, I lost my nigga. I lost my best She's friend. Like, exactly. The people don't fuck with me anyway. She's like, so let's keep the She's party like, so going. All I got is just me and my dragon. Like, <laughs> it was like, all I got in this life is sin. <laughs> all I need in this life is sin. It's me, it's and, my me and my dragon. <laughs> Straight like that. Down to ride to the very end. When she was looking, when she was looking at that fire, you nailed it. When she was looking at that fire at the I end, knew. like, especially after. I mean, she said, I, I just imagine her in her inner dialogue. She was like, I'm going to take this one dragon that I got left. Yeah. And we about to rain hellfire down but on the, everybody. The fucking, when I saw your stories today, the fucking knuck if you buck. Son, some, I saw that on Twitter and I just said, thank the Lord for screen record because I have got to share this with weak. everybody that I know. I was weak between he that said, one. <laughs> he said, these the only bells that Danny heard. Dun, and I said, dun, oh, dun, dun. I just love watching TV with you. I love watching TV with the internet. All of you out there are like, we like... You know how like your your one of your aunties got a real big house with a TV mm-hmm. room downstairs. Mm-hmm. It's like all thirty three thousand of us are down there watching it together. Like when we used to go visit my cousins in Chicago, and they have like right. basements, basements there. Yeah, yeah, like you know, somebody got a movie room downstairs. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's what's up. That was good. And then the little boy, I posted on mine, but the little the little uh, Nigerian boy whose videos be taking me out. <laughs> they said. <laughs> <laughs> The last dragon, Drogon, they were like, she's like, I need you to go out. We got we got a little bit more work to do. I'm tired. I am tired. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Oh God. That she worked him and did not stop to feed him one time. Did not. Did not stop to feed him the one dragon time. Was like, please, please, please. But next week is the finale. Like the finale nally. Like the series finale. So, you know, we only have one more episode to see what happens. Sansa, all of them, I know they backed. <laughs> Shout out to Mark. I think Mark, who also has. Do you saw that meme from Jim? When he was like, "Girl, <laughs> no. oh no, the one." I, what was that? Him? No, it was. It was a little like it was a girl doing the ASMR, oh, and she's no. like eating like chocolate. No. And it was like, this is gonna be Arya when she get back to Sansa, and she <laughs> like bites the chocolate, and she's like, "Girl." <laughs> he posted what? one. Girl. From, he posted one from Jim. <laughs> The cartoon oh gem and the holograms. Oh my when God. she was in the uh, in the wheelchair and the wheelchair flipped over. <laughs> he mm. was like, Brand, this is Brand back in Winterfell. Oh, bitch. <laughs> and it was the fucking wheelchair flipping over. Somebody said, somebody asked if the if Brand was the horse. Shut up. Y'all got to shut up. <laughs> Brand is not the horse. Y'all keep trying to make Brand everything but what he is. Brand is the raven. Okay. Brand's the red. I know you don't rock with Brand like that. Well, you know, I'm just I'm still interested to see what's what. He just has a suspicious face, but he's the Raven. That's all that is. But I'm I am excited to see what happens next uh next weekend. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still cracking up at the internet. You all are petty boots because they um they Google trolled so hard the writers of Game of Thrones. So that when you Google bad writers, the two, the the writers show up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know them people on Reddit. Yeah, I'm telling you that Jergens crowd is rough. So <laughs> they are like an army at home. They don't got nothing but time. Nothing okay. but time. They're like, okay, so what you want to do? I think that's absolutely funny. But I mean, we're all invested at this point, so we want to see how it ends. I know there's plenty of shows we 
The Sopranos was by far one of the most disappointing endings I've ever seen in my whole entire right. black ass life. Don't get me and started again, on that. In my in my discussions, you know, as 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 all of us around our, you know, friends and group chats are kind of debriefing after uh, <laughs> after last night's episode, mm-hmm. you know, was brought to my attention that HBO really does not have a strong history of ending shows well. Like no. you just noted, The Sopranos didn't end well. Sex in the City ended whack. Mm. So there's like there's like a um you know. I think we all should just ready ourselves to be to, to for what what might happen. I mean, it, it may be better, it may not be though. I think nah. either way, I think it'll be just be fun for us to sit around, um, you know, at at at, at Aunt Kathy's and watch it together. It's the close of it's the close of a chapter. It's the end of an era. So end of an era. Y'all niggas are gonna watch and just watch with your mouth closed. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> end of Game of Thrones. We'll put some timestamps in. So, for, and further trash. Ooh, the trash is just heavy today. Dame Dash, okay? Oh, man. His two exes, one of them being Rachel Roy. Uh, oh. I know, exactly. Um, they are actually suing Lee Daniels. Oh, God. Over back child support that Dame owes what? them. So, you know the money. So, apparently, Dame sued Lee Daniels over that money that he said that he, that he alleged that he owes him. But what they got to do with child support? Well, they want that. So he owes child support to both of his baby mothers. And so they want to sue Lee Daniels to get that money before Dame Dash even sees it. Because he owes back child support to both of them. That's so much. It's so messy. You know what I'm saying? But I just think it's so funny how niggas are so loud and so proud about what they're owed and how niggas have done them wrong. And yet they got two children at home that they're not helping to take care of very well. It's just it's just an age old story. <laughs> it's just an age old story. It's just like the negacity of it. <laughs> Ooh, and more funky ass trash. Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson. Oh, you know. Let's just take that reverend right on off of there. I was about to say, can we not lie on the Lord? Don't bring the Lord into this. Alabama moon cricket, Jesse Lee Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't care. You can call me whatever you want to, because that's what this nigga is. He's a shucking and jiving, bojangles ass, moon crooked ass nigga. Like he had a. Uh, I don't. Did you see the interview with Amara Lenegra? I saw pieces or of clips it on of the shade it. room. Mm-hmm. Same, but um, it's disgusting. Yeah. So, the, so obviously we know this man is very right wing. He's conservative, and for those who don't know, this. So he sat up there and told Amara Lenegra that basically she is soiling her brand by um proclaiming this afro-latina that by proclaiming to be afro-latina he's like identify thank you Mm. identifying (laughs) as afro-latina he says and he said black people are stupid african-american is something that we made up man this black man from alabama says that black people are what now stupid Oh, okay. We're stupid for identifying as African Americans. It's a made up thing. So how does he identify himself? Do we um, know that? As as a conservative As an idiot? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. A conservative dickhead. Um <laughs> and he says we're dumb. And 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 the reason that we can't get ahead in life is because we keep adding this African or Afro uh narrative in front of um all of the ways in which we identify. Let's see how that works out for you in hell. Um Empire has announced that it will be ending after its sixth season. Glory. We saw that coming. 
Did they really put Taraji in a monkey suit? I've no, I don't watch that show. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And that was my last episode. So she literally put on a monkey suit? Like she what? Can you explain this to her, me? So <laughs> it was like the opening of a concert, like a big concert, I guess, that the record label was having. And that was the way that she entered. Like she was dropped down. She was a helicopter that had a cage in it. And it was a monkey in the goddamn cage. And she was, the, she was uh, inside of the monkey suit. The cage, like the helicopter, like dropped the cage down into the stage and then they opened it up and then she was in a gorilla suit and then she took the thing off and it was like she was a monkey. Like <laughs> She allowed Lee Daniels to put her into a monkey suit. If you Google it, I'm sure you could find it. But that was my last episode. I was like, I don't know what kind of sham shenanigans Lee Daniels is trying to pull. Oh, you know, I don't I, bang with the Lee Daniels. Not on my watch. I said, I'm not doing this no more. I can't. Like, I don't even rock with this nigga, but Taraji, like, what's wrong? You put on a monkey suit? You know, she's doing a manner. She's just doing a, a just a, just a whole long list of things that I just don't agree with. Um, Oh, Lord, Taraji, let's pray for her. Well, they're ending after the sixth season, so we don't have to deal with that. And more Lee Daniels cancellations. I guess that's those, that show Star uh, that a handful oh, of you no. niggas watch is getting canceled as well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But when I saw a clip that said, what was it, Brandy and, and uh, Queen Latifah about to have a a, a, a shootout? Oh, a shootout. And, and somebody shot Patty LaBelle or something, I think I read oh, on the no. internet. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a whole, that sounds like foolishness. And I'm very disappointed in you all for watching that. But Lee Daniels <laughs> is just not having a good time. All of his shit is getting canceled. That's what happens when you do ugly things. When you do clownery. I was about to say. The clown comes back to bite. Monique tried to tell you. She did. Monique been telling niggas for a long time. Y'all better stop laughing at her and listen. Um, when you do clowning. Wow, Alabama is such a theme in the trash today. So Megan Thee Stallion um, went on a, shout out to the hotties, went, out on, uh, went on an interview uh, on a Birmingham radio station. And there was a radio host by the name of Funny Maine who interviewed her and I guess he didn't do his research ahead of time and did not know that her mother had just recently passed. Oh dear Jesus. So he basically asked her where her mother was because he was like, she's such a supporter of you. And I know she started out. So like, you know, I was expecting to meet her today. Well, sir, you got to, you, you got to do better, but he did come back and uh, he posted an apology and he said he contacted Megan He uh, sincerely apologized to her. He said, you know, I'm a human being. We all make mistakes. I should have done even more research. He's like, I did research. I must have overlooked that. I don't know how you can, but I'm going to let, you know, if somebody comes and sincerely apologizes, sometimes you got to let them have it. So, and she seemed to accept the apology and went on with the interview. But I just thought that was, I just felt really bad for her in that moment. Like, I know it was a little tacky. And I know he didn't know. He meant well, but he didn't know. But I felt really bad for her in that moment. Um, yeah. Greg that's, Leaks is cancer-free. We saw that. Praise the Lord. He did Praise, it again. Yeah. Yes. So hopefully, you know, I hope things continue to work out for him. And, you know, he's able to continue on with a healthy life. So shout out to him. Um, and then Greg. A civil, Greg. <laughs> G-R-E-I-G. A civil rights group um, is helping to appeal a case of a Texas woman who was sentenced to five years in prison for voting while on probation. So I saw this mm-hmm. and 
it angered me <clears throat> because she was sentenced to five years for voting. Mm-hmm. Um, but Felicity, um, what's her last name? Huffman? Mm-hmm. Uh, Com- confessed, I mean, not confessed, but pled guilty um, in this whole college tuition or mm-hmm. college admission sh- scam. And it said that she could face up to four months. I'm like, four months? Four months. Four months. What about Aunt Becky? What she get? Anything? I don't know. I don't feel like she's been to trial yet, but um, I just thought that, like, just look at, just like, if there's ever a uh, an example or a demonstration of just the injustice and inequity that exists in the system and how wealth and whiteness um, and white privilege specifically like keeps things in place, like keeps the, the keeps the stru- these are structures that keep the hierarchies of, of injustice alive and well. Absolutely. Cause if you think about it, you got this white woman saying, I didn't know what I did was illegal. And Play guilty to it, but saying I didn't know what I did was illegal. And she's and like you said, she's gotten four months. You've got this lady who was actually doing a civil service. And while we know that it's illegal for felons to vote, she's saying the same thing. I did not know that I wasn't supposed to do that. And she's five years. So it's two yeah. people saying the same thing about two different two different situations, but saying the same thing. And just the. There's there's no balance there. White privilege is if you don't think that white privilege is is alive and well and breathing and like a living organism, <laughs> then I don't you're mistaken. You are sadly, sadly, sadly mistaken. Um, And then lastly, we'll end on a positive note. Today is my favorite, favorite, favorite musician, singer, songwriter, composer, director and arranger. <laughs> it's the day that he was born. Mr. Steve Lynn Hardaway. Yes, that's right. I'm so sad that I did not open with the Stevie song. I didn't even think about it. That's okay. Looking in your eyes. Here we go. We're going to do this now. Kind of heaven nights. Closing both my eyes. Waiting for surprise. A touch of rain and sunshine make the flowers grow. Okay, I'm done. All right. And we can move on because it is actually our favorite, favorite season. And we have many graduation announcements to get to. So we can shift on over there. All righty. Support for today's show comes from HelloFresh. HelloFresh makes conquering the kitchen a reality with deliciously simple recipes and fresh pre-measured ingredients delivered to your door. All meals come together in 30 minutes max, call for less than two pots and pans and require minimal cleanup. If that's not heaven. Plus, with three plans to choose from, including classic veggie and family, there's something for everyone. So get out of that recipe rut and start cooking outside of your comfort zone. I promise you, you're not going to be disappointed. Um, If you're anything like me and like pork on your fork, there is a lemon thyme pork recipe with roasted zucchini and garlic herb rice, which is absolutely delicious. As well as the balsamic fig chicken with roasted potatoes and mixed greens. I mean, when I tell you there are a plethora of choices, I absolutely love HelloFresh. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Grown80 and enter the code Grown80. That's HelloFresh.com slash Grown80 and enter the code Grown80 for $20 off your first four boxes. This is popping right now, Larry. 
All right, all right, all right. It's time to acknowledge the graduates uh, again this year. Again, like Jay was saying, this is one of our favorite times of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really important to me um, when we were starting out that we uh, did things and were very intentional about celebrating our wins because black folks, we don't always have the opportunity to do that and to do that in public. Um, so I thought it would be great for us to kind of get together and make and it's become a wonderful tradition of getting grown to acknowledge all the hard work and efforts of the people who listen to our show and their loved ones. Yes. So um, we are going to kick off. One. I know, right? We're, we're just growing. We're just getting older. We're growing. We're like toddlers ready for preschool um so yeah um we're gonna start off the graduation announcements like jade said we got quite a few to get through so we're gonna try to do this as quickly as possible so the first one comes from um uh the first one comes from uh richard i think yes Mm -hmm. um who sent some awesome dope wonderful pictures but richard says uh that he graduated um with his uh oh wait no Oh, yeah. Richard graduated with his BS in mechanical engineering. Um, and he wants us to come to Detroit to do a live show. Um, and Dustin can come with us. But he uh, wanted to shout out, um, wanted, to know, wanted us to know that, he said, I want you to know that you inspire the hell out of me, in, including inspi- um, me to, well, okay, Richard. Um, I think he <laughs> meant inspiring me to proceed um, in her, in with his journey to and through adulthood and being a good husband and a person overall. Thank you. He thanks us for keeping it real and helping shift the culture of millennials um, and millennial adults. Uh, And he says that we, along with our siblings at the friend zone and the read inspired them to start um, a podcast called mental matters. So uh, shout out to you, Richard. um, And for um, sharing your information um we'll definitely include it on um oh this is a really long email richard <laughs> so <laughs> we'll include we'll include all of that also uh okay also wants to shout out uh, the class of 2018 and 2019 from his alma mater uh which is wayne state university in New- in detroit um, and want to shout out his brother, Gregory Hunter, who is obtaining his bachelor's of science in electrical e- engineering this semester, um, also from Wayne State University. And he's included all manner of pictures. Um, also <laughs> shouted out the um, the she2stem.com um, um, podcast and website. And I follow them as well. Um, his wife Alana is in the is 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 going for her MBA after getting her BS in industrial engineering, and uh, she started a podcast called She Too STEM. Um, so all so shout out to uh, Richard and his wife and his brother, mm-hmm. <laughs> and thank y'all for listening to the show and all the niggas in the whole wide world that he shouted Jesus. out in that email. <laughs> shout She's out to right, you, Richard. Okay? <laughs> it's all love. Just, it's all love. Yeah. It's all love. I promise. All love. <laughs> We're just going to make fun of you, though. Uh, <laughs> our next one says, when Jay said on the last episode, it's time for graduate announcements, I let out a good shout of praise because it's finally my turn. Yes, girl. My name is Chinadu. I'll be graduating from the University of North Texas Health Science Center with my PharmD on May 18th. I also I secured a residency position at a government health care system. My top choice. Hey, I and we'll be it. starting the program in July. 
And I can't forget to shout out my little brother, Chijindu, for graduating with his BS in biology from Baylor University in December and getting into his top choice med school, which he'll be starting in the fall. Come on. Y'all know your parents are proud as hell. Thanks for motivating your listeners to achieve. And I wish you all the best. We wish you the best. Shout out to you, Chinadu. Absolutely. The next one comes from Jackie um, or Jakia. Um, she says, praise the Lord, Negus, greetings. Um, and she recently graduated with a master's in public policy and administration from Mississippi State University. It's truly a p- personal win for me as I struggle hard to make a bunch of white Mississippians talk about race every single week. Um, she was labeled a race uh, baller and sometimes prejudiced, but I did not care. Public policymakers are overwhelmingly white, male, and culturally incompetent, and I no longer accept that. She's about to take this degree and change the way that we create and implement policy so that people of color are no longer shut out of their social liberty. She thanks us for showing a young black queen that she can always be herself and still make things happen um, and make these pages clap. Uh, She says, I love us for real. Monique Voice, please continue to make this podcast a safe haven for black women growing into adulthood. Congrats to you, Jackie. And thanks for sending the awesome pictures. Um, her uh, graduation cap said I did it for the culture which is amazing that's right Ooh, that's my kind of carrying on our next one is from Donna Joy Alexander and she says let me start by saying I'm the first to graduate from a university in my Caribbean family shout out to Dominica Massive Um, shout out to you guys we know Dominica's dealt with some some tragedy and and some loss uh, with the hurricanes in the in the past couple of years so big shout out And shout out to you as well. As the first child of the family to be born in the U.S., I was fortunate enough to be afforded the opportunity to pursue higher education and earn my bachelor's degree in journalism and communications from Seton Hall University in 2011. Go Pirates. Now in the year 2019, I'm so blessed and beyond excited to have the opportunity to announce a double commencement is taking place in the family. My little, her little sister is going to be graduating from Rutgers in May with her degree in business analytics and information technology. And her sister's name is Jade. Hey, mm-hmm. um, even has a full time job lined up at Johnson and Johnson starting this summer. Absolutely wonderful. Her niece, Karan, will be graduating with uh, from her alma mater, Matawan Regional High School in June and is deliberating basketball scholarship offers from universities at this time. Ladies, my heart is bursting at the seams with joy and excitement from these two beautiful young women who give their very best each day in their academics and athletics. I can honestly say there's a song in my heart when I reflect on the way my family's excelled in this country, all of which I can see as I look into the faces of my sister and niece. Signing off, proud sister and auntie. So shout out to Donna Joy, as well as her sister Jade and her niece. I I don't know if I said that right. Co- <laughs> Corin, Corin. I hope it's Corin. Awesome. Congratulations. Yes. Ladies. That's amazing news. The next um, graduation announcements comes comes from Donique. She's writing again because her youngest sister, Sika, is graduating with her associate's degree in May and she will be attending um, Donique's alma mater, the illustrious Florida A&M University in the fall. Uh, she's also shouting out her twin sisters diva and kira they just crossed as deltas this spring and will be graduating with their masters in the fall she says hey to the family crew sorry the golden girls tanya quill and elise she says that she knows that y'all are listening so hey y'all congratulations to all the graduates and thanks for writing in donique congratulations next one oh tatum I love you for this, like, two sentences. 
Tatum's 27 and getting her associate's um, degree. She's super proud and she's going to continue to stay in school to receive the bachelor's in the fall. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know if Tatum is a woman or a man or of of the non-binary. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be respectful and say they are graduating uh, with their associates and they're going for their bachelor's and we continue to shout you out and back you up as you continue on your educational journey. Please keep us updated and congratulations. Awesome. Uh, the next uh, announcement comes from Shireen. She, she says, hey, Auntie Jade and Auntie Kia, this Friday, I will be graduating from the University of Florida, uh, Levine College of Law with my Juris doctor, doctor, Doctorate degree. Sorry, Ooh. I can read. I'm proud to say that I kept my promise to nine-year-old Shireen, who told her fourth grade class that they were looking at a future lawyer. Well, the future is here after many sleepless nights, a few panic attacks, mm. and a couple of bottles of wine. Uh, please keep her. Uh, she's asking for prayer as she's studying to take the Florida bar exam in July. And she doesn't want to have to take that very expensive exam more than once. Amen. So she's claiming victory uh, uh, right now. She's also wants to shout out one of her best friends, Ruth, who will be graduating from Morehouse College with a master's in public health the day after her graduation. Her uh, membership in Teen Type and Fast won't expire here as she is headed to Ohio for medical school. There aren't enough words in the English language to express how proud I am of her and everything she's accomplished. It is a beautiful thing to be inspired by your friends. And she inspires me because she remains diligent despite any obstacle that tries to destroy her. Rest assured that there are no wrinkled gowns over here. That's right. Our mothers raised us right. right. So they have been airing out and are waiting to be steamed. Thank you for adding uh, to my joy every week as a day one listener. What's up, Shireen? Thank you so much. She feels like she's grown so much with us in part uh, and do do in part to this podcast and forever grateful. Uh, we're grateful for you too, Shireen. Congratulations Absolutely. to you and congratulations to Ruth. Absolutely. Our next one comes from Alexis. Another wonderful brief email. We just thank you so much. <laughs> My twin sister, Alexandra, is graduating this weekend from Meharry Medical College, getting her MD. Love your show. Shout out to Alexandra and shout out to you, Alexis, for writing in. Congratulations. Yes, indeed. All right. The next um, the next graduation announcement <laughs> is personal to me. OK. No, no, no. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. You said it's personal. Something. So that's good. OK, go ahead. What are you laughing? I'm laughing at the email because I, I didn't know that you knew the person. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, this is for my friend Val. Val and I sing together in um, the choir. I sing with Sean Tillery and Changed. So Valerie just recently graduated from um, Regent University and received her master's in school counseling. Her graduation was on Saturday, I believe. So uh, shout out to you, Val. Thank you so much for writing this very brief, wonderful, thoughtful email. And we're proud of you, sis. Keep working. Congratulations, Valerie. <laughs> Our next one, also brief. Malabi graduated on Saturday, May 11th with uh, their PhD in clinical psychology from Biola University in Southern California. Um, They said they've been listening to the podcast for a long time and the shout outs kept them going as they proposed their dissertation last year and came to team type. Okay. So this is a woman because I have not seen any niggas at team type and fast. So they came to team type and fast LA last month and had an amazing time. Yes. Keep it up. Ladies blessings. Malabi. Congratulations. Malabi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming as well. Absolutely. Um, 
The next announcement comes from Dr. Dante Council, mm. who says, peace and blessings, my sister. I won't keep you too long. Thank you so much. I wanted to give you a <laughs> shout out to several newly minted PhDs. We have Dr. Michael Seabury, who's received a PhD from Louisiana State University. Hey. Dr. Timothy Cox um, from George Mason University. Dr. Marcellus Holt. Who's, who's obtained his EDD from South Carolina State University and Dr. Antonio Robinson also earning his EDD uh, from Marymount University and also himself, Dr. Dante pronounced, oh, Dr. <laughs> I, I read the pronunciation. Dr. Dante <laughs> Council, who earned his degree from Old Dominion University, all black men with doctoral degrees. Thank yes. you for giving us a space to be recognized, celebrated, and shift the narrative about what it means to be black and successful in the world. Congratulations to all of the other graduates. Thank you, Dr. Council, and to you and your esteemed colleagues. Yeah. Welcome to the fold, okay? Shout out to all the smart niggas, a band of smart it. niggas. I love it. I love it. Thank you for listening. And I bet they still knock if they buck. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Come in the club shaking a drink. <laughs> and busting these heads. So our next one comes from Sherblina, who says they've been listening for three consecutive years of us doing graduation announcements and been waiting for their time to shine. So shine. she's shouting at herself. Her name is Lena and she's graduating with her master's in social work in May. Uh, that's ooh, she says school redacted because they ain't shit. Well, all right. You know what? It don't even right. matter. She's super excited. And she says she sailed through her school her entire life. I figured a graduate school would be the same, but it was a damn lie. I struggled a lot to finish the degree and at one point and sometimes still felt like it wasn't for me. But nevertheless, I persisted. Since I value my time and money, I couldn't fathom not finishing something that I'd started. And this venture's left me jobless for the past year because of internships and even tested my confidence so much that I took a year away from the program because I felt inadequate, which led to a bout of depression. But just like Jax, I bounced back. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I also want to shout out my friend, Bertonia, who will be graduating from PT school in May. I've watched her work hard, grind, and complain along with me the past two years as we struggle to get these academic degrees together. So shout out to Sherblina and shout out and congratulations to Bertonia. Both of you all, you know what? You did the work and I know it wasn't easy, but you got through it. Congratulations, ladies. Love it. The very next uh, announcement comes from Shatila. Shatila writes, hey, Jade and Kia, I love this podcast. Thank you, sis. We love you, too. Mm -hmm. I listen. I listen faithfully uh, week after week and often revisit old ones when I need a boost. You are my big sisters in my head. I'm only 24. Bless your heart. Aww. And every time I think I'm finally getting a hang of this tomfoolery called adulting, something else hits the fan a decision needs to be made or a conversation yeah. needs to be mm -hmm. had the two of you remind me that those things never go away i am not grown yet don't tell my mama she know already girl this scam doesn't get any easier but it will become more tolerable shatila wants to first shout out my sister shamia my sister's popping she graduated nursing school in january and passed her nclex um and had a job as a float um rn lined up she started the year off with a bang there were lots of unknowns but she continues to follow the lord by faith and not by sight and i can't be more proud next i have to shout out my co-worker turned sister janelle who has also overcome a lot she has had a hell of a year but she has graduated millersville university with her master's in social work she's out here killing she procrastinates like it is her job and that and tries to drag me down the hole with her but she always seems to get it done she always encourages me to be faithful, friendly, and fun. 
She made grad school an experience, to say the least. And finally, I want to shout out my damn self. I also graduated from Millersville University. I earned a master's in school psychology. I don't I didn't think I was going to make it. Those core competency exams almost took me out. Literally, I had to take the exams three Mm. times and orally defend my answers. But once I passed the real grad school, then the rest uh, of grad school seemed a little bit more bearable. I still have to complete uh, my 1,200 hours of internships to earn my certificate to practice, but the biggest hurdle is behind me. Thank you for the funny conversations. Yes, I'll be talking back to (laughs) y'all. Great, great perspectives and the openness you offer. It is truly, it has truly helped me these last two years. Much love and respect, Shatila. Thank you for listening, Shatila. Congratulations to you, to your sister Shamia, and your coworker turned sister Janelle. Yes, shout out, ladies. Congratulations. Our next one comes from Marquita. They say, hey, Jay, hey, Kia, thank you for being awesome, inspirational and unapologetically black women in today's society. You're damn right. It's women like you that remind me that despite what uh, what hand life deals me, I must push through regardless. Absolutely. This shout out goes to me. I will be graduating on the 17th with my associate's degree in business management from Northern Virginia Community College. While some may not look at it as a big deal for me, it is just that at the start of my educational career, I did not truly value obtaining a degree. I just wanted to do a little bit better than okay, making minimum wage. Um, After finding out I'd be somebody's mother, congratulations. I knew I had to get my Mm -hmm. shit together. So she be the she was the first one in her immediate family to obtain a degree, and she's it's definitely motivated her younger family members to follow in her footsteps so that they can break those generational curses together. So she says she faced a, a number of a roller coaster circumstances uh, between breakups and having to start from scratch, working multiple jobs, but nevertheless she persisted. Um, and nothing interrupted her grind or ruined what she worked so hard to salvage. Through the ups and downs I faced over the over the past three years, your girl made it. Sis has a stable full-time career, her own place, a better car, a bomb co-parenting relationship, and now graduating cum laude, cum laude with a 3.3. I'm currently awaiting acceptance from George Washington University. We're putting it out there that you're going to get it. And plan yeah. to take advantage of their dual master's degree program. I'm going to do it. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all the way. The fact is I'm raising a black man. How can I instill the importance of a valuable education and the passion to go hard for what I, he wants if I don't show him how it's done? You. I'm so. This is just making my heart sing. <laughs> Sincerely, get, get excited. Okay, chocolate dread headed single mother out here popping in these streets. P.S. Your girl's birthday is coming up next month and I will be celebrating all of this on a beach in Jamaica, reminding motherfuckers that they messed with the wrong one. Ha ha. Just kidding. I'm only half serious. <laughs> so shout out it. to Marquita for doing it. You know what I'm saying? And overcoming all of the obstacles and continuing to push forward and be an example for, you know, your young black man growing up in this in this very hard world. You are doing an amazing job. Congratulations to you, sis. Absolutely. Very proud of you. Our next uh, graduation announcement comes from um, Andre. He says, Dear Jade and Kia, Habari Ghani and praise the Lord niggas from Kansas. Yes. I- <laughs> Namaste, Nakchampa. <laughs> <laughs> I will be completing my Master of Science degree in Strategic Communications, officially becoming multi alum from Kansas State University. Um, Manhattan, Kansas, uh, Manhattan, Kansas, the little apple, the teeniest apple. I credit y'all. I credit y'all. Uh, first, 
to all, <laughs> Andre, <Collins. laughs> I can't no. for keeping the same, keeping me sane while dealing with my comedian, just all things this Trump era and mm. adulting. I'm thankful for having an assistantship and being the campus radio manager for two years. I've listened to y'all relig- religiously from day one. Yes. Radio Raheem, I don't have to explain what's understood, man. You know what I mean by that to this day. Um, <laughs> Deontay Wilder. <laughs> P.S. I'm turning up on Memorial Day with a cookout, charred to perfection hot dogs, paprika yes. on the tater salad, and yes. Beyonce before I let go. Yes. Won't do it. Hashtag team typing fast. Congratulations to you, Andre. Um, we're proud of you. And your locks is popping, my nigga. Our yes. next one says, it comes from Essence. She says, hey, aunties, I just want to say I love y'all. And you guys make my commute to work amazing. My name is Essence, and I just want to shout out myself for graduating from my first round of college with my associates in science. I hope to pursue a career as an RN, and I'll be starting nursing school hopefully next year. It's been amazing seeing what I can do and get through if I can just keep pushing. Thank y'all for taking the time to shout out graduates. Congratulations, Essence. We know you're going to push forward. You're going to get through nursing school. You already battled with that pharmacology. So I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. So super proud. Uh, the next one says, greetings, Miss Jade and Miss Kia. Oh, precious. <laughs> That's so sweet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would like to submit a graduation announcement on behalf of myself. Yes. Jacqueline Steen. Jacqueline, I am already <laughs> loving you. I love you. <laughs> On May 2nd, 2019, I graduated magna cum laude from mm. my ba- with my Bachelor's of Science in Human Development and Family Science from Mississippi State University. In the fall, I will be returning to pursue my Master's in Health Promotion, fully funded. Yes! Teach us how to stunt, sis. The journey of trying to find my purpose, navigate academia, and keep my sanity was rough as a first-generation college student. But like Kia said, God is not going to play you. He has not, and he will not. Thank y'all for taking the time to acknowledge graduates everywhere. I hope you both have a great day. Sincerely, Jacqueline. She says, P.S. I know y'all are flooded with these, but I have to let you know that I love the both of you so much. Y'all are the aunties in my head that I've always wanted. Getting Grown has been so helpful to me as I'm trying to navigate my 20s personally and professionally. I really appreciate all that y'all do. Thank you. Oh, Jacqueline. Thank you, Jacqueline. You're such a, you're just, you're just a gem. You, you just are. are. <laughs> y'all don't know this email is so beautifully written. She, she's, it is so good. She spelled her name phonetically. She used proper, she just, like, you know what per, I'm saying? Like, oh, she proofread it. She we did. just, we appreciate you. Jacqueline, you are just a joy and a blessing to this day. <laughs> <laughs> So our next one comes from Leah. Hey, Jaden Kia. I just want to say I absolutely love you both. You two literally get me through every Tuesday, every week. Not every Tuesday, girl, because, you know, things been happening. But <laughs> the convo's always speaking directly to me. And hot damn, sometimes I even feel red. But it's needed. Listen, we do, too. You both right. are such gems, and I see a little bit of myself in both of you. You're the perfect duo. Oh, thank you, sis. Now to my own graduation announcement. I, Leah Taylor Franklin, first of her name, y'all can say my name, the people know me, (laughs) will be graduating on Saturday, May 18th from the University of Maryland, Maryland University College with a master's in business administration. It has been the longest journey and I am beyond excited to be finished with this degree. I completed this program while working full time in Woolord. I'm happy it's coming to a close. All Again, right. thank you both for being so authentic. Keep going. Keep growing. Without y'all, I would literally fall apart. No, you wouldn't. Thank you consistently for reminding <laughs> us, Black Queens, we are worth it. Thank you, Leah, for writing in. Congratulations to you. And thank you for supporting the show. 
Awesome sauce. Um, Imani writes, Hi, ladies. First, I want to shout you out for the amazing show and Dropping Gems Weekly. Thank you, boo. Um, yes. I graduated on Friday, May the 10th, with my master's degree from USC School of Social Work. No, hey. my parents did not pay or scam anyone <laughs> for me to get in. This post-grad journey is a continuance of me getting grown, and I truly appreciate all of the nuggets you both provide and the conversations had that challenged me to look introspectively, but also to know that this is a marathon and not a race. I wish mm. you both much success on your future endeavors. Best Imani Webb. Congratulations to you, Imani. You Congratulations, did Imani. That's how little scrappy would say your name. Imani. Imani. <laughs> Our next one comes from Dijon. He says, praise <laughs> the Lord, niggas. Hello, because it's Jada Kia. I would like to yes. shout out my best buddy, best friend, sister, girlfriend, Whitney Nicole Williams, who is receiving her Doctor of Jurisprudence degree All right. from American University. <laughs> We're so grand. Jurisprudence. Jurisprudence. <laughs> From American University's Washington College of Law. She's a single mother who has shown a great deal of determination, hard work, and maintaining the course, especially when she's taking my beautiful niece to class in the evenings with her and doubles as her study partner. Come on. Everything she's done for her seven-year-old mini-me, I know she's going to make a bomb-ass attorney, and I couldn't be prouder. From your brother with love, Dijon. She's also become a new fan of the show as I put her on to the weekly TED Talks. <laughs> They're not inviting my black ass to no TED Talk. That two Jesus. of my favorite ladies. Uh, that two of my favorite ladies discuss the scam that we know as adulting. Feel free to use my name. Peace and love. Can't wait for you to come back to Atlanta. Thank you, Dijon. And congratulations to Whitney Nicole Williams. All right. And our final graduation announcement of the week. Uh, reads thusly. Hi, Jaden Kia. <laughs> my name is uh, Nasir Edwards, and I want to shout out myself. I graduated from Kennesaw State University with a bachelor's degree in music education on May the 9th, 2019 at 10 a.m. Anta Meridian. Mm. <laughs> the same day after my graduation while waiting at the Papados with my family. That's right. Uh, mm. I received a call from a high school principal in Houston receiving a job offer. Starting in late August, I will be the new assistant orchestra director teaching orchestra and music theory. If you have any Amazing. tips on moving... Um, yeah, she says, if you have any tips about moving to a different state and city, I would appreciate the advice. She'll be moving from Atlanta to Houston on her own with some assistance from friends, family and mentors. But we still appreciate any advice that we would love to offer. So uh, Nasir says, I love this podcast and keep on doing what you're doing. Thank you and have a blessed day. Thank you, Nasir. Congratulations on yes. your degree and your brand new job is about to get popping from here on out. Absolutely. And I think we could we could definitely have a conversation on that. I can talk about Certainly. when I moved I to like Oklahoma. Yeah, man. And I can talk about when I moved to Maryland. I, have, have we talked about that before, though? We, we talked about moving, but we haven't talked about moving, moving to another out of state. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. So that'll be a good one. Thanks, Nasir. And not, Yas <sighs> not to be confused with Yasir. <laughs> Continue to send your graduation announcements to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. This is graduation season, so please don't start getting shy about bragging on yourself or your niggas. Um, <laughs> we are excited to hear about each and every one of you, whether it be from kindergarten to your associate's degrees to your bachelor's, master's, and so forth and so on. So please let us know. If you graduate from veterinarian school, we want to know about it. Um, Anything. Getting grown 
We're excited. You know, this is our favorite time of the year. So make sure you're sending that again to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. All the ways in the description box. Every single time. All right, let's move on to the table. All right. MAC Powder Kiss Lipstick is the moisture matte lipstick of your dreams. It's matte reinvented. MAC's new matte formula feels weightless, instantly hydrates, and doesn't dry out your lips. It was originally developed as a backstage trend for a soft matte look, so it's backstage tested and artist approved. Many other matte lipsticks are drying, but the Powder Kiss lipstick is where matte meets moisture. The velvety soft matte colors glide on effortlessly, providing instant long-term hydration that doesn't dry out your lips. So you get the zero shine, smooth look of a matte lipstick with the lightweight feel of a lip balm. The Powder Kiss lipstick comes in 24 gorgeous colors with a wide range of pinks, nudes, reds, and plums to complement any skin tone. The weightless, cushiony texture of the Powder Kiss lipstick is the perfect way to amplify your look this spring. So as you all know, I love a lipstick and I've got a lot of lip. <laughs> I, I'm really a big fan of this Powder um, Kiss uh, lipstick, just like, you know, um, as advertised, I should say, it is a matte lipstick. You definitely, it's a matte look, but it is does not feel like you have applied cement to your lips. You don't get that crackly, mm. dry, crumbly um, experience that you get with a lot of liquid lipsticks. I usually use a primer um, to kind of help kind of, you know, alleviate some of that dryness with the other liquid lipsticks that I have, but I haven't had to use that at all with the Powder Kiss collection. It's so pretty. They have all the amazing shades. I think my favorite is Burning Love. It's like this deep wine, plummy kind of texture, but still very spring. And it's really pretty. I'm a big fan of MAC and shout out to them for making a matte lipstick that doesn't make your lips feel like the bottom of your shoe. So get into the <laughs> totally new lip experience with the Powder Kiss lipstick. Head to your nearest MAC location to meet your MAC today or you can shop at maccosmetics.com big banking is or should i say was broken they charge high fees do use our deposits do and fund pipelines and oil drilling this greed leaves millions of americans behind and destroys our planet but it doesn't have to be this way that's why lots of people are looking into aspiration a financial firm for those who want more money in their pocket and more power to do good Featured in Forbes, the New York Times, and Money Magazine, Aspiration offers a 2% annual percentage yield, zero ATM fees anywhere in the world, and the option to choose your own monthly fee, even if it's zero. Plus, Aspiration commits 10% of their earnings to charities that help other Americans and offers extra cash back rewards for shopping at socially conscious businesses. Everyone deserves a financial firm that's fair, provides great products, and helps you make more money while making a difference. Put your money where your heart is. Download the Aspiration app to open an account, earn 2% annual interest, pay zero ATM fees, and save the planet while you're at it. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the table in the kitchen. We're going to have a quick yes. chat. Um, we got a uh, we got a email from a listener um, a couple weeks ago who offered some suggestions of things that we could talk about around the kitchen table. And she mentioned the topic of vulnerability. So I feel like this would be a conversation that will uh, start now, but I think that there's a lot to talk about when we think about vulnerability, what it means to be vulnerable, um, who we are vulnerable with, mm -hmm. what, are, uh, what are the, the, the costs and, and benefits of being vulnerable. There's lots to unpack here, um, but that's something that we've not, yet discussed i thought it would be good for us to just even just 
just talk about what um, vulnerability is and the ways in which we've we've experienced or dealt with it in our in our respective lives. So mm-hmm. we'll just uh, quickly uh, get into that chit chat, sis. So what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think vulnerability, sis? Um, I think it. I think the first thing that comes to mind is that it's not one of my strong suits. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, but I but but I think it's one of those things for me personally. Let me not speak on behalf of everybody. But for me personally, um, I'm realizing that vulnerability is actually important to like my health. Mm. Um, Talk more about that. So, you know, I I feel like we all know that when you there are certain things that stress you out. Right. We have like very overt, stressful situations, whether it be, you know, some something as small as traffic or circumstances that pop up in your life bills you don't know where the money's gonna come from you know things like that but i think um a lot of times we don't think about a lot of the internalized stress that we deal with <clears throat> and a lot of that internalized stress can come from not having an outlet on how to express yourself and then also not being able to like express yourself emotionally so i realized for myself that even when i don't directly when i don't directly um it may not come through like in my thoughts immediately, right? Like I need to be vulnerable, right? That's not the first thought that I have. Um, But I'm realizing as I'm becoming more vulnerable um, with certain loved ones and I'm coming to a place of being comfortable expressing those vulnerabilities, it helps to alleviate some of that that stress that that my body was internalizing. Mm. I Mm. hope if that makes sense. I get it, yeah. (laughs) Um, I think... Yeah, totally. I think, um, well, the first thing that comes to, I think the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about vulnerability is that it is something that I have actively avoided my, for pretty much all of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt great risk <laughs> around it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, if it's, if there's a way for me to avoid it, um, then I, then I can, or, I mean, then I absolutely pursue that. Um, without without question but as i you know started researching and getting ready for the show today and thinking about vulnerability and why it was something that's so big and scary to me and to a lot of other people to be totally mm-hmm. honest you know i i like you struggle with it it's not something that is a strength of mine but i've started to think more about trying to identify people who i think are good at being vulnerable And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think the people that come to my mind are just like super powerful, powerful people. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think, I think that there's definitely something to it, right. Something, something to mastering it. Um, but I'm not really, I mean, the more I think about why it's something that I've tried to evade is I think it really thinking about for me, the struggle is is comes back to worthiness mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. um and compassion for self mm-hmm. um so like i think that that the reasons why vulnerability has been such such a struggle for me is that i i don't feel like i have strong skills around being compassionate to myself mm-hmm. and feeling worthy um, so that those kinds of 
those kinds of um, things have really led me to struggle with like fear and shame. And uh, those things that have kept me from being as vulnerable as I would like to be. That's um, I think you, I think you hit the, the, the nail right on the head. Like, I think our lack of being able to be vulnerable a lot of times, I think it's, it's almost always like surrounded by some sort of shame. Yeah. And a fear of, um, I guess how others are going to perceive us. And like you said, being disappointed with ourselves for maybe feeling a certain way, which I think opening up and allowing yourself to be vulnerable with certain people um, can help you to kind of talk through those issues so that you feel it. Cause I'm telling you like the, your girl, it was is not the most vulnerable person in the world at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not, I'm not speaking from a place of I've got this all figured out. This is like something that I'm coming into myself and figuring out why it's important to me. And I don't, How do you define it. Like, what does it look like in practice? So I think for me, like, um, speaking from personal experience, how I practice vulnerability now is when instead of looking at it as me, like being a burden on other people, I take my friendships seriously in my, you know, I take my friendship seriously when my friends come to me and they need to talk about something. I don't ever look at them as a burden. Right. So I had to start flipping my mind to realize that when I feel a certain way or if I need an outlet, my friends are not going to look at me as a burden for coming and talking to them. And um, so that's first I had to kind of shift my mental on how I even looked at being vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how I initially felt like I'm not trying to, you know, people got their own shit going on. And it's not to say that I want to come and like just dump all my shit on you. But I'm realizing like all of us need an outlet. All of us need a support system. And being vulnerable has also helped me in a lot of situations because when I go and I talk to my trusted and my loved ones about certain situations, um, they help me can help me to talk through some of those situations and kind of figure out different solves and 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 you know we problem solve together and we talk through things and I always end up feeling better in the end. You know what I'm saying? I never walk away saying, "Well, damn, I I regret the fact that I really opened up like that." So vulnerability is talking, is practice, is is telling the truth and transparency, Com- communicating, transparency and communication. And, and honest communication. Um, and then uh, that also requires you looking at yourself first too, and really kind of evaluating, like sitting in your feelings and kind of trying to figure out like how we talked about with um, like creative constipation, how sometimes, how it's actually healthy for you to sit in that sometimes and kind of figure it out. I think <clears throat> when you feel away about certain situations, sitting in that and like really meditating and trying to figure out where your emotions are coming from first and foremost, like, why do I feel this? Why is this making me feel away? Acknowledging those emotions. I think that's the first step. And then after that, being vulnerable is being able to go and communicate that to to a you know to a trusted source. That's what it looks like for me. 
What about for think, oh, what about for you? I don't know. I think I think about it in uh so I definitely agree that part of being vulnerable is being honest about where you are, how you feel or how things are impacting you. Um I just I think I for me I also think of vulnerability in terms of like uh how and, and how it it impacts my decision making um mm-hmm. and my and my behaviors like you know what you know the how I make decisions you know whether or not I take risks um what I what kinds of opportunities I pursue the the kinds of things that I go for uh who I talk to who I don't I think I kind of see how my capacity to be vulnerable um, mm-hmm. influences all those different areas of my life. Um, and it is something that I've been uh, working um, on developing and getting better. And, and just even in doing that work, what's become most kind of um, apparent to me is that I struggle with um I mean how I mean it's not struggle, I shouldn't say that. Just how all these things are connected. So I think um there's got to be a level of security um in yourself. Like you have to know yourself, know who you are, know what you want, um, and then be committed to being authentic and and having that authenticity kind of manifest in how you move in the world. Like all of these things are attached to being vulnerable because you if you don't, if you don't know yourself, um, to love yourself, um, then mm. you, you w- like that, that impacts how your willingness to be transparent, um, and mm-hmm. to open up yourself to certain people, certain things, certain experiences, mm-hmm. and just, I mean, just kind of this conversation and how we've been thinking about vulnerability and the power of it is, this, you know, we think of, I don't, I just don't want us to think about it in, in limited ways. Right. So being vulnerable is, um, it's, it is more of a lifestyle choice. It's more of a, a positionality. It's more of a way that you stand in the world. It's like a perspective, um, Versus it being just kind of like a finite choice of I'm going to be vulnerable today. It's kind of like I'm choosing to live vulnerably, if that mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I mean, the more that I the more that I think about it. Um, and it's just something I'm kind of fascinated by because it doesn't it's not something that comes naturally, but. Um, I guess I'm now becoming a little bit more and more intrigued with why that doesn't come naturally and what are the things that keep me from being vulnerable um and who are the people that I feel safe enough to be vulnerable with and what that looks like in practice so i don't know if if this is uh going to be or this this was a conversation where we had the answers and we're going to give you tips <laughs> on how to be vulnerable um, because it's something that I'm very much struggling with, but just more so or more just kind of and struggling. Struggling doesn't always have to have the negative connotation that we place on it. Right. But there is some health to the tension 
um, that goes that, that 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 can sometimes be felt around, you know, how we kind of go back and forth with ourselves about certain things. So mm-hmm. I guess I would I would say that it's good to kind of lean into that um, uncomfortability or that discomfort rather um, and figure out what what's at the root of it. Um, so like in preparing for the show and reading about, you know, vulnerability as, uh, kind of like the unit for analysis and understanding connection is vulnerability. Um, and thinking about, um, like in order to be vulnerable, you have to have connection and, and vulnerability is like really allowing yourself to be seen. So if I'm struggling with, with being vulnerable is it a function of of who i'm connected to and the nature of that connection or is it is it a function of you know um how i see myself or is it is it both um so i don't know mm-hmm. i feel like i'm just talking in circles and not making much sense but no i feel like it's an ongoing conversation cuz like i said i'm i'm just now coming into a, a place of of comfort of being able to express some some level of vulnerability. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just now getting there where I'm like, okay, I'm seeing the benefits of why this is important. And then it's making me it's making me it's making me take a closer look at myself and and start really figuring out like what are my triggers? You know, what what contributes to 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 this level of stress? What contributes to this part of my life? Why do I react or respond in these types of ways in these types of in these different situations? And really starting to pay attention to behaviors, triggers, things like that. And then putting into practice, you know, trying to figure out how to express that, you know, and who to express, you know, you have your people who you can talk to, who you can, but it's not like you said, it's not one it's not one hard and fast way to be vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? But I think that I really do feel like the first step in doing that is, is, is sitting with yourself. You have to be vulnerable with yourself before you can be vulnerable with anybody else. But I do think it's an ongoing conversation because it's something that I think that we, you know, we all battle with or a, a lot of us battle with and trying to figure out ways in which to, to work with that i think it's important conversation so what other things that um contribute or make you feel safe what what contributes what are the conditions that contribute to your capacity to be vulnerable what are what are the conditions what makes you feel safe enough to um share um parts of yourself or be vulnerable to to um you know take risk what is it you know, to, to, to make different decisions or open yourself up to different things. What are the conditions? What are the things that facilitate that? Um, well, I think originally for me, it was being comfortable and knowing that I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded like in a loving situation. Um, being, yeah, I needed to be surrounded in a loving situation in order for me to feel comfortable expressing certain things. Not that I need to hear all the things that I want to hear in those moments. Cause that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm coming to look for. But if I know that I am in, um, I'm surrounded by love. I'm surrounded by honesty. I'm surrounded by people who have my, 
best interests at heart and my and you know and and know me as a person and can see my point of view and where I'm coming from and even if they have something varying or they have something else to offer to me that might help me in in that situation I know that it's coming from a place of love um but another thing that's also pushed me to be more vulnerable is knowing that when I express that it makes other people comfortable in expressing their vulnerabilities as well so I feel like when, you know, when you sit there and you act like everything is all good, it's phony. You know what I'm saying? And it's not realistic. And anybody who lives a regular life, anybody who lives any kind of life, anybody who's breathing and as we speak right now knows that that's not that's not the case. And so when you are honest enough to be able to express those vulnerabilities, I know for me, it. I know that it offers a level of comfort because when I see other people who express those vulnerabilities, like we talk about sometimes how our mothers, we wish they would have expressed more vulnerabilities to us, right? Or like been more open about how things may have been a struggle. And that might have been more comforting, you know, knowing now like you guys did an amazing job, but at least I, and I know that you were struggling doing that amazing job. It makes it that much, you know, that much more impactful. And so I try to take that and know, like, if I'm having not that I need to every time I'm having a bad day or a bad moment, be like, I'm having a bad day. But just knowing, like, even struggles of motherhood or being a wife or just being a woman or what have you, um, whatever struggles I'm personally dealing with, I know that I'm not the only person who's dealing with those. And it might make somebody else um be able to, you know, kind of figure some things out themselves. If I'm open enough to let people know, like, everything ain't all good all the time. I think... What about for um, you? I think I'm still figuring it out. I think that the list of people who I feel like I can be vulnerable with about everything is really short. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> um... And I don't know. I think, I think, um, I definitely need to like feel kind of like this unconditional, um, love. And for me that I just need to feel like, you know, me telling my truth or me being who being my full authentic self is not going to be something that's going to, um, you know, run you off or mm-hmm. cha- make you change the way that you view me. I think, um, which was going back to what I was trying to say earlier. I don't know if I got it out, but struggling around, um, dealing with like rejection and, and, and absence, um, has manifested in my life, you know, in different ways, um, I, I have a bit of, I, I carry like a anxiety of, you know, being, uh, left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I guess a condition that would help me to be safe, what, that would help me to be more vulnerable is like, I need to feel safe that, you know, me being myself is not going to run somebody away. Um, and I think just like having kindness and compassion and um, being willing to, you know, 
I want to be heard and given the opportunity to uh, explain myself and, and really be understood. Um, because mm-hmm. I've, I've, I think assumptions often keep me from, from being fully authentic. Um, so I guess how, okay, I'm trying to think how to, how to close this out. Um, cause I feel like, okay. Um, I guess if, if I can think of a, a takeaway about vulnerability, um, I think it's a, a really big conversation to have, mm-hmm. but I think it's a necessary one. I feel like we've gotten the ball started uh, rolling in terms of talking about what it is, what it means to us, and kind of the conditions that um, facilitate it. Um, and in the future, I think I want us to kind of dig deeper into um, how we can kind of build the muscles um, or the capacity or the skills that we that we need to kind of, like I said earlier, kind of live a vulnerable lifestyle. Um, because I get the sense, it. I get the sense from what I'm reading and I'm still reading and learning. And so this will be a conversation in progress, but I get the sense that vulnerability, there's a lot of power in it. It's something, it's, it's something that we all should do um, and do well. So if it's something that we struggle with now, maybe we should do better. I think so. I think I want to continue the conversation on it. So I'd love to hear from you guys as well. Some of your issues with vulnerability, like what, you know, what are some of the things that you struggle with? What do you, how do you, what do you view vulnerability as, um, you know, how does that look for you? And, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm interested to hear, hear from the listeners and then have a broader conversation, uh, in the future, a part two, where we can kind of dig, dig a little deeper into it. Agreed. Let's move on. Let's move on. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right. Let's round this out with the petty peeves. Um, so my petty peeve this week, I briefly spoke to Kia about it earlier. Uh, it's just, it's for people who waste my time in business. Um, don't contact me if you're not serious about an event. Don't go back and forth and communicate with me, uh, and, and, and damn near book an entire event. And then when it comes time for payment or to secure it, then I know you ghost and I no longer hear from you. If you don't have the proper budget or, you know, you're not working with what you thought you was working with then don't waste people's time. It's not going to do anything but piss me off. So that is my petty peeve this week, which I don't think is very petty. It's not. I think it's just having, just being about your business and having a good, um, just a good business, just having good business practices. Uh, Ain't nothing petty about that. So I think that there is a way to do everything in in business situations. So if it comes down to you approach a vendor and they don't have what you're looking for or they're not within your budget, then there is a way to just kind of like 
in the relationship in a way that's not like just leaving somebody hanging. There's also a way to inquire or, or, you know, ask about consulting or what have you. Like there's a way to communicate with people where you don't end up wasting it. Don't plan a whole fake event and con- contact me. And then when it comes, like I say, it comes down to contract and, and money time, then you ghost. But if you come to me and say, hey, I'm having this event. This is what I'm working with. This is what my budget is. Is this doable? Can we have a conversation from here? I can respect that because at least you're trying to make sure that this is going to be worth both of our time. You know what I'm saying? But people who fake the funk and act like, that they're serious about something and this shit is right around the corner and let's get this done. And then it comes down to like dot all the I's and cross the T's and then you just disappear. I want to see you on the street. So yes, that's my not so petty, petty peeve this week. People who waste my goddamn time. Um, my petty peeve is not really all that petty either. It's more just kind of like an annoying thing that um, <clears throat> I've experienced recently. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think that, um, you know, when you're coming up, uh, I, I acknowledge that there is a grace that, um, and kind of like, I think that there's a grace that some people carry. Or, or honestly, I feel like there's a grace that comes with walking and who you are and doing what you were called to do, made to do. Mm-hmm. I think that there, that, that inherent in that is this grace that makes it appear as though what you do is easy. You make it look easy mm-hmm. because you're walking in your purpose and this is what you're supposed to be doing. So, you know, arms are working, but it doesn't look like they're working like they're supposed to be working. Um, so that, um, you know, you may think that, oh, the arm is working like it's supposed to work. So, you know, we're not having all of these, um, different, uh, I'm just, I'm, either way, <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is even though I might, it might like, you know, I know how to walk, so, mm-hmm. um, I can make walking look easy. That don't mean that I'm not expending no energy walking. I right. think that's what I was trying to say. Right. But I, I've just noticed in my life that there have been some people who say things, you know, with respect to me, like, Oh, you know, some people just have all the luck or they think that, Mm. you know, they, you know, dismiss dismissing what's going on in my life or the fruits of my labor, Mm -hmm. dismissing them as something that is, you know, due to chance or happenstance. Um, That right there, that that's that's going to be a no for me. I I know that I might make what I do look easy, but it's not easy, and I'm offended <laughs> if 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 you say to me, you know, if I'm telling you about something that's going on in my life or an opportunity that I've that I have, and your response is like, you know, some people just get all the breaks. This is not about breaks. This is about me, you know, staying at my desk until nine p.m. This is about me doing doing things that you may not be willing to do. And it's not, you know, just in terms of me comparing myself to other people, my petty peeve, I feel like I'm rambling, but what I'm trying to say is you should not assume that because someone makes something look easy, that it's easy because it's not, you don't, you don't know the process or what goes into somebody doing what they do or being who they are. 
So I feel like if, that's a projection. What do you mean? Like, I feel like I don't feel, really feel like these people think what you're doing. There's no way that you can look at somebody who is a doctor. If if I, these people who make these assumptions about you, do they do they really know you? <laughs> like they do claim they, to. I mean, they know you, so they, they claim to. Because I, if you, if even if you don't really know Kia, if you look at your social media again, you can see you walking out of work at nine p.m. You can see that you're, you know, I don't think that you just go and speak at these conferences and all of the words come out of your mouth like you know, like unicorn dust. Like that requires a lot of hard work. So when I say it's projection, I feel like these people are upset with themselves and they're disappointed with where they are in life. And so instead of being acknowledging you for your hard work, they wish they could be where you at. So they just say like shitty stuff. So it makes them feel better to minimize my effort. Right. But it just makes them look like lazy assholes. And if that be the case, you know what I'm saying? If that's the choices that you've made in life, I want you to take responsibility for those choices because that's not my bag to carry. Mm. I can't take care of myself and take care of you or anybody else. So. I mean, we just don't have to talk about it. It's not something that I wanted to make a big issue. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm not like, you know, this is not a personal vendetta. I'm just saying, just broadly speaking, don't think that, you know, if someone makes something look easy, that it is easy. And just be careful with the words that you choose when you're speaking to somebody about um, them themselves or their work or their whatever they're doing. Like, just be be cautious. And, and um opportunities are blessings mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying? I don't take those for granted. I'm very, I'm grateful for the doors that God has opened for me, but it's still my responsibility to walk through them. Absolutely. And to take advantage of the opportunities and to be a good steward. And I, and, and that takes work. So even if I do have, you know, network or connections or access that you may feel like came, you know, by chance, I don't agree. <laughs> and even even if I, I don't agree, but even, you know, even if I did, I still there is still a standard of work. There's a standard of excellence. There's a standard of productivity that I have to maintain in order to sustain these things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that people think that sometimes things are just handed to you, but it's just never the case. And that's really one of the things that I'm trying to, you know, in my research, I'm a person, I'm a scholar of practice. I'm a scholar of process. I try to tell the story of process. Mm -hmm. So I think we as a society have become obsessed with outcomes Mm. and grades Mm. and destinations, but we don't think about what it took to get there. A lot of sleepless nights and a lot of tears. (laughs) But, you know, this is broadly speaking. Um, just you know those kinds of things i just wish that we would just get out of 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 the practice of jumping mm-hmm. into conclusions um without having conversations like if you had a, if you see me doing something don't just think that somebody you know that don't 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 whatever don't it's just in your best interest not to try to figure it out figure out the why just choose to be happy for me or don't that's real i mean and that comes with wait with anything that goes on in people's lives whether you have a baby buy a house, get a new apartment, get some new furniture. You know what I'm saying? Speak at conferences, get your PhD. I I think people don't pay attention. They don't know people's processes and they assume people's processes. And that's dangerous because you don't know what people had to do to get to where they are. You don't know what people had to do to 
do you know put deposits down on their homes you don't know what people did to to get pregnant you don't know what people you know what people went through to obtain a doctoral degree like this is all generally speaking but I think if we all mind our business collectively, <laughs> like you said, and just either be be happy for somebody or don't be happy for them, but don't assume what their process is or assume that they didn't have no process because that's not even realistic. Nope. Valid sis. Mm-mm-mm. Well, we apologize for uh, truncating the show. We will have an honesty box for next week. Um, we just wanted to get things wrapped up in the interest of time. We had quite a few graduation announcements to get through, um, but we're going to get things together um, to get back on track. We appreciate your patience. I know that you guys are sick of our shit, but we're <laughs> going to get it together. We appreciate you every single week for listening and supporting. Um, sis, you want to let the people know what they can do in the meantime and in between time? Absolutely. Continue to drink your water, moisturize, and mind the business that the Lord gave you. Why, sis? Because your black will crack and you will look like that big nigga on Game of Thrones. (laughs) If it's dry. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs)